0: They're never single, they're always talking, they're always dating. Is it a red flag? What's up, fam? This is JJ with the Heart of Dating Podcast. This is a mini Manso Friday. I got a lovey in my lap. She's ready to go. If you're checking us out on YouTube, how's it going? Fam, we're so excited today. We only got a few episodes left. Today's episode is on red flag alert. What if they're never single slash this is the serial dater. Again, we're not talking Lucky Charms or Reese's Puffs. We're talking about cereal. S-E-R-I-A-L, okay? Meaning they are never single. Like there are those people who we all know where it's like, man, they are always talking to someone. They're always dating someone. They're always in a relationship. And for me, I always observed that. I never was that person per se. Kate was, not to air out her dirty laundry, but Kate was. There's always this question, right? Like you meet someone, they're super charming. They're really, really kind, really, really awesome to be around. And then you realize as you look at throughout their dating history, maybe they're not as transparent. You're like never single. Like you're always kind of talking or dating or in a relationship. Like what's going on here? I need to have a closer look. And you should be asking that question. Like if they're never single, if they are a serial dater, you should definitely stop and pause and ask what is going on here how like how has this been the case? Do I need to be concerned about anything? So we're going to jump all up into that, this episode. It's going to be great. What I'm loving in my day-to-day life, real quick on this one, I think Honestly, I haven't done this, so I can't say like I'm loving it because I'm doing it. But there is a new thing I read about called skip lagging. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it, but basically, and I just tried it out this morning because I was looking at some flights. They're going up again for Q4 and the holiday travel. This is crazy. I wanted to fly back from Nashville to California here in about a month, and the cheapest flight, normal flight I could find was $188 with Delta. It's a connecting flight in Seattle. So I was just curious, like, Oh, what if I stopped in Seattle? Would that be, you know, cheaper? I stayed there for a couple days, and then I finished up the trip a couple days later, and I come back to California. It was 80 bucks more expensive. It was like 260 bucks to fly from Nashville to Seattle, that same flight, same details. And yet it was more expensive for that direct flight just to Seattle than it was to do that flight plus another flight down to Orange County and so what skip lagging is is you basically find that issue I say well I still want to fly to Seattle I don't care about going to Orange County I booked the cheaper flight and then on my flight in Seattle instead of connecting I get off the plane I say see ya And I just don't show up for the second flight. And so this is actually very popular. It's been around for about 10 to 15 years, especially with Kayak and Google Flights. So this is hilarious. People have started to get banned from airlines because they really, really don't like it. Obviously, they're losing a seat and they're taking advantage of their pricing system. So if you guys have ever done that, I'm actually really curious because I actually really want to try it and I'm a little nervous, but. If you guys tell me it's cool, I will do it, and I'll let you guys know how it goes. Uh, Real quick, we are at 88 patrons. We're about to hit that 100 mark. We're so pumped. I said this last time, and I'll say it again. If you were someone who's like, I love hearted dating, and I'm talking to you, yes, you, and I'm asking you personally as you listen to this, if you're saying hearted dating has been really awesome for me. I am looking for someone or some organization to give some money to you on a monthly basis. Hey, we would love to say, we need you. <laughs> okay, we have no shame. We need you guys to build something special here. So we will hit 100 before you know it. And then next thing you know, we'll be at 200, 300. Let's go, baby. Today's episode, let's do this. So serial dater, they're never single. They're always talking. They're always dating Is it a red flag? As you guys know, we've done a whole season. Is it a red flag or a deal breaker? For this one, like every single topic, it's nuanced and it's hard to describe every single situation without knowing more details. Like it's just no two stories are ever gonna be the same here, okay? But if the person is 25, 30, 35 years old and they have spent every moment in the past 10 15, 20 years and two, maybe three long-term relationships, like four-year relationship, three-year relationship, three-year relationship. I think that's fine. I think that's different. Like, especially if there's no cheating involved, I would definitely question, especially as a Christian, (laughs) not that it's like sinful to be in a relationship that that's long. I would just question like, why are you in such long-term relationships and nothing is coming to fruition? Like, have you really just been a part of three relationships that have been that long and have gone nowhere? Because for me, I'm like, really, my rule of thumb is after six months of dating, you should have a really good idea if you want to marry that person or not. And then from six months to 12 months, you're really trying to evaluate their decision. Do I, do I want to make this decision or not? Now, 12 months is a perfect amount of time to go to pre-engagement counseling to have a really good idea on whether or not this is a person I want to marry and should marry and this is a good time for them and it's a good time for me. And just to clarify the difference between pre-engagement counseling and premarital is for us, it doesn't really make sense to go to premarital and talk about the deep, dark secrets or the major red flags or concerns about marriage after there's a ring on the finger after you've put down a deposit for the wedding, after you've sent out save the dates. And for us, that just doesn't make sense because you have fundamentally made it so hard, so hard to walk away. Why would you talk about deal breaker material, really, really difficult, challenging stuff after you've made that decision to marry that person in that sense? Not that like you're gonna walk away as soon as you hear it. Like, we love the idea of I'm committed to you. But sometimes we like go into the skeletons of the closet after we've made these grand commitments, after the save the date is sent out, after the wedding venue has $5,000 in a non-refundable deposit. And then we're sitting there three months for the wedding saying, oh shoot, this is not good. You see what I mean? So we just wanna avoid that situation at all costs. For us, that is called wisdom. You're not, it's not made out of fear. It's saying, hey, the most wise things we can do is tackle this ahead of time. Now that's a major tangent. And I would just say for the long-term daters who've been through multiple long-year relationships, for them, I would just say like, hey, what is your objective for dating? Is it really to get married? Because based on your track record and history, it doesn't really feel like it. Like you have become pretty comfortable in dating for someone for multiple, multiple years. And I get there's totally tons of reasons Hey, we're both in med school. Hey, we're both at, you know, grad schools across the country. Your job took me there. Like, I get it, but there has to be a certain point where I think going into relationships, it's really awesome to have an ideal timeline. And for us, that rule of thumb is 12 months. Like, I would love to date for 12 months, maybe max 2 years, but I just don't understand if if you are dating longer than 12 to 18 months you are holding out, and you are dating on potential, or it's just the right person at the wrong time. So that's what I'll say, because here we go back into, you know, the red flags. Like, again, it's not necessarily a red flag that this person has been in consistent long-term relationships. Like, I love the fact that they are faithful, like neither of them cheated, and that that person probably knows how to do relationship really well in the sense of, they probably know how to do conflict well. They probably know how to communicate needs. They probably know how to respect the other person's belief, their time, XYZ. Like their relational skills are more sharpened than someone who hasn't necessarily been in a long term romantic partnership. Now, if that person, I would say, has been in multiple long term relationships, and as soon as exiting those, they found themselves and new ones very quickly, and I'm looking at this person, I I would proceed with caution in the sense of like, that's a red flag for me. Like this person has never taken time to build out an independent single foundation so that they're in a relationship with that same awesome foundation. Like all they know is relational. Now, if that person has always been in a relationship and they've never had a period of singleness to really figure out who they are, how they operate, like their foundational beliefs, how they walk with Jesus and singleness. That's a red flag for sure. For me, like there's not a huge difference between that and the person who's on the flip side, jump from relationship to relationship every six months, every 12 months, like whether it's shady people or really awesome, like high character individuals. For me, whether it's long-term relationships or a bunch of short ones, It's the same issue. Like they have both always been in a relationship and they have no idea who they are outside of a relationship. And I think it's critically important for people to know themselves as individuals in a single season where it's just them and Jesus and their mission on earth. Because the reality is that that foundation and what you, what you build in singleness carries over to relationship, it carries over into marriage. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about the habits, about the therapy, about the counsel, about how they run their life in singleness. It's an investment. And as our friend, Gary Thomas, J.P., Everyone, those are the uncles of hearted dating. As they like to say, there's no such thing as married people problems. There's only single people problems that we bring into marriage. And that's the essence of investing into your singleness, investing into therapy, investing into growing as a single. That's an investment into your marriage. It really, really is. And so, if you've never had that period of singleness, you've never had that opportunity to invest in yourself. And I would say the most qualified people to be in a relationship and in a marriage are those who are most content, most satisfied, most on mission in their singleness. So, if you've never had the opportunity to practice that because you've always been in a relationship, I'm not saying it's a deal breaker, but I am saying. And to clarify a little bit more, here are four reasons why that person who is always dating and they're always in a relationship, here are four reasons why I would be concerned. Number one, they have a need to be in relationship. They just have a fundamental need in their life to be in a relationship. Like they cannot be single. They need to be in a relationship. Number two, I love this one. They don't know what they want. So they actually just end up saying yes to everything. They don't know what they want. So they actually just say yes to whatever comes across on their plate. Number three, and I love this one. And this one's super, super real, especially for the younger, younger, more active fun crowd. They crave the fun and the thrill and the lightheartedness. They crave the fun, the thrill, and the lightheartedness. Those are your serial daters. And number four, to end it, they are hyper fixated on that person to fulfill them. They are hyper fixated on that person to fulfill them. Running from the top, they need to be in a relationship. Number one, I see this. This is for your person who is never single as in they're always in a relationship, okay? They're never single because they've they've never been single. And they're never single because I think fundamentally they hate it. They do not enjoy being alone. They would rather be in a relationship that is a crutch to their life because that other person validates them. They emotionally support them. They financially maybe even support them. They are always relying on another person to be their like crutch of their life. And what's crazy about this is they're probably the ones who need singleness more than anyone because singleness will teach them how to be an adult. And I really just say this is probably like an emotional maturity more than anything, along with tons of gaps in spiritual maturity. Like they are such in a place in their life. And I hate to say this, but you probably find this a little bit more in the in, in your females than your male crowd like they crave and need to be in a relationship. And if I had to pinpoint, it would probably be the validation and the emotional support. Like this is a girl who more than anything needs to be single, He needs to be in therapy he needs to have a lot of people around her who needs to have a lot of people around her supporting her this was kate since she was probably about 16 to 26 years old and i sat her down asking her some of these questions and the big thing was and it didn't necessarily have to do with anything about that male partner and the sense of it had to deal with all the gaps in her life stemming from childhood and teenage years And from an early age, middle school, high school, she found that boys were always the most easy, quick, and delightful escape from facing the pain and reality of her life. You can actually argue that it is a legitimate need. After 10 years of practice, it was a legitimate need in her life to be in a relationship. Which leads to number two. I actually think this is a a pretty interesting reason to look at the serial daters. Um, And there is a specific crowd of the serial daters and the people who are always in a relationship is they don't actually know what they want. Like they don't have an objective for dating and they also don't really have a a list or know who they're looking for. They actually just say yes to everything. (laughs) You guys are gonna love this example, but I love to eat and I'm an eater. And let me just say in covid I, I think I gained about 25 pounds. I stopped working out. And the big thing for me, especially coming from college football, was I would eat anything and everything in college football. Because we would go out and we would burn two to 3,000 calories. Like We would be at workouts and practice for multiple hours a day, every single day. And at that point, your body just needs sustenance. Well, guess what? That doesn't work out too well in COVID where you're locked up for two years, you're sedentary, you're playing video games and you're working from your office and you're not even leaving your house. Okay, so for me, it was a really horrible habit that I would say yes to anything and everything that came across my plate, no pun intended. Meaning I didn't really have an objective with my diet. I didn't really have a goal for my body. I would just say, sure, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds nice. I'll take a frozen pizza. Oh, we have ice cream in the freezer. I'm down. Oh, we have some chocolate that's left over and my my roommate's girlfriend made cookies. Yeah, sure. Why not? I love cookies. I'm just saying yes to everything that's coming across my plate. And in the same way, you actually have people out here dating who are just saying, yeah, that sounds good. I'll go on a date. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Like, I'll say yes. Oh, And I think it's not necessarily that they're not like thoughtful or intentional or they're not picking out who they're trying to date or not. I think for me is they don't really have a conviction or objective to their dating life. It's just something that they're supposed to have and want to have. So they just say yes. And what's funny about that is the fix is not to just magically be single. The fix is actually to have a conviction and a why, meaning JJ needed to sit down and look in the mirror and saying, oh my goodness, I am an absolute tank right now. <laughs> okay. This needs to change. I like I need to have a goal. I want to lose twenty five pounds. I want to look, you know, absolutely shredded out of my m-. the point there is I have to have a goal or objective and then I work backwards saying, okay, if that's my goal or my objective, then that's gonna impact what I say yes to and more importantly, what I say no to. And in the same way in dating hey, if I actually have an objective that dating is not a destination, this is a really common you know, youth group euphemism. Dating is not a destination. It is a journey to a destination, meaning you don't just date to date. You don't just date to hang out. And so if my dating life has an objective, hey, I am dating to romantically get to know someone, see if I wanna be in a relationship with them, and from that relationship, evaluate whether or not I wanna be engaged to them towards marriage, then there's a very clear objective there. And then you actually have to ask, okay, what does marriage mean? And if that's really my ultimate objective, I wanna get married, then that's gonna impact who I get engaged to and that's gonna impact who I get in a relationship with and that's gonna impact who I say yes to a date to, right? Number three, the serial daters, what's funny about them is they just, they crave one thing more than anything. They crave the thrill of the chase. There's no vulnerability. There's no depth. They are simply addicted to the romance of dating. Why? (laughs) Because it's fun. There's no vulnerability. There's no depth. There's no commitment. It's just fun. And if you think about our culture and where we're at, it's I would say we just have a massive addiction to just fun. It's it's literally like the TikTok epidemic of short form video. It's like, well, what's better than short form video? Like short-term relationships, short term dating. Like, let me just go on three dates, have some fun, make out here and there, get to know someone new. And then the second it's boring, the second I'm challenged, the second they call me out for being noncommittal or having intimacy issues just ghost them. It's fine. It's all good. It's all gravy. I don't even have to face it. This person's way too serious for me. I'm on to the next match of my hinge profile. That girl I'll have a message in two weeks. I'm going to get back to her and so forth and so forth. All right. Number four of the serial daters or the ones who are never single. One of my biggest points of concern is this, You know, and it's ironic too. They are hyper fixated on that person to fulfill them. Which is so ironic because they're not focused on the other person out of curiosity and they're actually not interested in that person at all. They are interested in what you can do for them. Isn't that crazy? They're hyper fixated on you but they don't care about you. They care about what you can do for them. How you can fulfill them. How you can make them happy. How you fit into their life And you are their person because you complement their lifestyle, their career, and what they want. And when they're hyper fixated on you in that sense, all their eggs are focused in one basket, which is you. And they're actually, in that point in time, when they put all the eggs in that basket, they're actually not even independent anymore. They're not single. They're already in a relationship with you. They're committed to you. But it's not even about you still it's about what you can do for them and their life. And that is what I would say is probably the core concern about never single and serial daters is for me it is a massive red flag because two things. I would say it's a deal breaker red flag because number 1, I think it's actually not about you and you are just something to complete and fulfill and complement their life. Because Their life, when it is single, is like a puzzle missing a massive puzzle piece. And you are that puzzle piece for them. You are just a piece of their puzzle that they're trying to fit into their equation. And they ask themselves, does this make me happy or not? Does this make me feel good or not? Does does this make me and my puzzle feel complete? And that's why it's a massive red flag because they've never had to complete that puzzle and that foundation of their life as a single. And until you do that, you're never gonna be ready for a relationship. The best relationship you can actually ask for is two really, really awesome foundations, two people who can say, I don't need a partner. I would love one. I would like one. I would want one, but I don't need one. I am perfectly happy. I'm perfectly content. That is going to be a refining, equally yoked, Partnership. Okay. The opposite is always going to be a dependence. It's always, always, always going to be a dependence. I would just say, watch out. Like, if you're dating or you're with a serial dater or someone who's never single, they're going to be charming. (laughs) There's a reason why they've been able to go from relationship to relationship, like from date to date. It's because they're probably super charming and they're really good, especially in the first few dates, especially in the beginning, I would say that. And if you date and you end up with a person who is a serial dater or never single, I would just say like it more than likely is gonna be one way ministry where you are pastoring them, you are coaching them, you are providing for them, like you're their life coach, you're their emotional support structure, you're their motivator. Like you are everything to them. Like, again, you are that missing puzzle piece for their life. And I just, that's a recipe for disaster. It really is. That's too much for me to handle because that's a God-sized expectation plus a communal expectation. Like they are putting like the role of therapist, best friend, life coach, God, all on you. And that's like a puzzle that they need God in They need a mentor in, they need a therapist in, they need a couple best friends in. Like I love that puzzle analogy because they basically combine all that into one big puzzle piece. And then they're always dating someone, always looking for someone to fulfill and be that massive puzzle piece in their heart and soul. Now, I will give a caveat. There are people, like we have people in school dating. There are people all throughout the heart of dating community who are in a dating challenge or a dating season. And I would say that's totally different because there is like a healthy motive and a, an objective to their dating life, like why they are doing that challenge. So if you meet someone who's maybe dating multiple people, like don't just write them off as a serial dater ask questions, get curious. You know, this is (laughs) what I'm talking about here is, hey, we're on a date. So it's like, hey, how long have you been dating or single now? I would say this. How long have you been single? Oh, it's been four years. Oh, super cool. Have you been single that whole time? Or how long have you been open to dating and out? And then I would clarify, oh, that's awesome. What did your single life look like? Or how long have you been dating? You know, Or has that been like off and on? And if they give like a vague answer, I would say that's probably something I would listen for versus, oh, I was single for like two years. Like I didn't go on a date for two years because I needed to work on myself. Like, I love that answer. I would, I would listen for the, oh, I, I didn't even go on a date. I was in close single list. Like it would, it was me and Jesus for 10 years. I love that answer. For me, that's like, Green flag, green flag, green flag, like woo, 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 green flag. If someone says that, I haven't been on a date in X amount of time and it's a long time and it's just them and God. I'm like, let's go. That's great. That's great. Now, obviously, you're going to have to. Probably work through like relational, you know, challenges and build something new there. But it doesn't mean that they're ill-equipped to be in a romantic relationship. Cause if anything, you know, if you do relationship well with your friends, with your family, with your counsel, with your mentors, you're gonna do relationship just fine in a romantic capacity. You'll you'll do fine. You'll do great. Okay, we're gonna pause there. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. Make sure you guys leave that five-star review. Hey, you can leave a four-star or three-star, even one if you really feel that way. We love feedback. And then we got a few more episodes left on this season. It's been so much fun. We love you guys. Have a wonderful Friday.